welcome to the Sin of Our Fathers podcast, you bunch of masochists, <laughs> you crazy gluttons for punishment. I'm your host, Mark Kuhn, joined as always by my oldest brother, Michael Kuhn. It hurts, and I'm here. And my middle brother, Matthew Kuhn. We're really getting back to our roots here. It, this feels, is, it feels true to form. True to our name. I don't true know. It feels familiar, but also worse. Like, I think when there's, like, legitimate expectations that... And then we're following up with a sort of performance. It definitely hurts worse than when we just know we're not good and we have a glimmer of hope and it gets dashed away. Like that's that's it's a very different feeling. And it, and it's also so silly because it's we know we're not going to go seventeen and zero, but it feels like we should. And so like the fact that we've lost football games like feels very devastating. And big picture, maybe it shouldn't be so devastating, but. Nonetheless, we live. I, it we feels live like in the a new. It live. feels like a new depth that I haven't experienced before. Is what I'm trying to it's, say. What they say is true. It is, in fact, the hope that kills you. Um, and uh, I had a lot of it this season, maybe more than most. Uh, and this game in particular felt like a really deep blow. Um, I have never had less fun watching a football game. Um, I've never been more upset for so long of a time than I was after watching this one. Um, and so this feels, it really does feel like back to the roots. When the 0-16 season, when we watched every game twice and did a podcast about it, um, here we are. This this felt, this took me back to the, what was that, the t- opener of the 2019 season, the Titans mm. game. Was that the first game of the yep. Freddy era, I yep. believe? It was. Where expectations were really high, and then we just got shit housed. We did. We did. It kind of felt like that. Yeah. Um, so uh, if you didn't see anything, um, we played the undefeated Arizona Cardinals, um, and we lost 37-14 to 14 at home with just an absolutely piss-poor performance. Uh, we had three turnovers. Um, they had none. Um, the Cardinals ended up with 352 yards to our 290. Um, they got a lot of yards um, from Brown's turnovers um, in a game that felt like we were fighting both the Cardinals and the referees. Um, but nevertheless, uh, came out with a loss, and Kevin Stefanski said it, owned it, and said we are what our record says, and we're a 3-3. Three and three. We're a 3-3 three and three football team. Um, so let's dive into this game. Um, what happened? Uh, it was obviously painful. Started off in the first half. Um, what was your guy what were your guys biggest takeaways um from this game anything anything at all i my biggest takeaway was i was sad yeah (laughs) just sad like i really like i couldn't tune into anything football related the rest of the day yesterday i had to stay off of twitter i didn't fire up like you know sunday evening like football podcast this morning on my like commute to work like i I still haven't listened i know I like I can't do it. Like I couldn't bring myself to do it. It's normally like what I love doing on Mondays. It's like getting a recap of everything that happens to me. I was like, I don't want to think about football. And I'm like scrolling through my podcast feed and I'm like, it's all football podcasts. Like what am I supposed to listen to? And I mean I was like really out of my element. I was very you need new hobbies. Yes, clearly. Um and so and then I thought, okay. During my lunch break, I'm going to rewatch the game and hopefully have like a renewed perspective on what this game looked like. And it didn't make me feel any better. It was kind of like rehashing the same. It was, it was not fun. Salt in the wound. 
Yeah. I, I had a bit of a, I mean, I was just as sad. I mean, if you look at our text threads right now, it just like is words, like one word sent statements like pain and sad. Uh, that's like all we're communicating and with one LOL. another. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I was still in denial. I'm very much was yesterday um, and this morning on the like denial stage of grief um, and the bargaining where I was like, man, these refs sucked. Um, and I still think I'm kind of there. What is like, you just said that, but I guess like from a high level view, as you're like thinking back to the game, is there like any one spot that you can point to that feels like the reason we lost this game? I mean, I th- there's there's a handful of reasons why we lost this game. I think the ones that like is the stickiest and the Browns actually have the most control over is kind of comes down to game plan and play calling to some extent. We we can't control the fact that we are decimated on the offensive line. Ton but, of injuries. There were so many times, especially early in this game, like before the game script got out of control, that we weren't keeping extra guys in the block. Like we were running plays out of empty or putting five people out in routes. We didn't have a running back in helping out protections. And I just don't think that that was very intelligent. Like I don't, I don't understand the thinking behind that when we're starting Hudson at right tackle who – really shouldn't be on an NFL field right now. And the plan coming into the year was for him to not have to see the field. Uh, and what, I don't know that it was a lot of plays, but the plays when we did do that, it, that idea blew up in our face. Yeah, we, we struggled to run the ball. I, we did struggle to run the ball. And this is something that we talked about during the game, but I was surprised by the fact that we didn't see Dearness Johnson in this game at all. For sure. Kevin Stefanski went out of his way before the game to say, we're going to limit Kareem's snap count. We're not trying to kill Kareem. Consider Kareem killed. He is going to be out for a couple weeks now. And we he's didn't probably see going D- to IR. He's probably going to IR, and we didn't see Darnish Johnson at all, who is a really good running back. I mean, he, I felt like he could have taken the number of carries that Kareem normally takes from Nick Chubb. You know, like Kareem should have obviously had the lion's share, but I felt like he could have taken a third of the overall carries um, in this game. I I was definitely expecting that to happen, and that was not the case at all. I mean, I'm not saying that would have, like, solved all of our ills. The reason I asked the question about is there one thing, when I watched – I was kind of watching the game over again today through that lens. It's like, what can I point to? And the reality is, is, like, everything went wrong. Like, everything was bad. The defense – like could not get off the field on like third down situations. We had like horrible lapses in the secondary again, as we've continued to see all year. I mean, just gave them easy, easy scores. And the offense just couldn't execute. Uh, I mean, we didn't do anything on our first possession, but the second possession of the game, we drove right down the field and we're looking fine. And we got to a fourth down, fourth and three, and the game is 7-0 at this point, and we went for it. I think the call was solid. Arizona brings the house, and Baker Mayfield looks like he has no idea what's going on. How many times have we taken a sack on fourth down this year? I feel like that's happened a bunch. It, I think we were talking it's about it. It's happened four times. Four I looked ha- it up today. That's, a, that's, a, that's on Baker. Like, it you've is. got to at least throw the ball. Yeah, you've got to give gotta your guys do something. a shot. You have to know. Fourth down. Like, 
I mean, I'm no like genius when it comes to NFL things, but like I have to imagine when that play call comes in, there's a lot of options on what the defense is going to do. If they're going to blitz and bring the house, like you have to know what the hot read is, where you're going with the ball if everybody is coming at you. And on that play, Odell Beckham is coming straight across the middle with no defender anywhere close to him. He just that's the easiest pass for him to make and he just has to dump it off. Yeah. And he doesn't even try to throw it. Yeah, and I feel like so I critiqued the the play calling and the protection before. Um, I feel like it's there's a disconnect, right? If if you're gonna go if you're gonna go empty, if you're gonna have tackles that aren't experienced, um, you, you have to trust your quarterback to get the ball out quickly, and that has to be the expectation. And Baker did not do that, and does not do that well. We I mean have seen now for the last like three and a half years that that isn't isn't exactly what he's prone to do so if that was the expectation that we had of him coming in that we would kind of spread the field and baker would get the ball out fast that isn't what we saw and that's not what baker's going to do so we have to pivot and so and, to, and, to and, that and, extent that is on baker baker's got to get the ball out absolutely you got to know that your tackles are trash and you just you have to get the ball out and move on well, what's curious to me and what I haven't seen that we did see last year from Stefanski is our very specific game plan that seemed custom made to Baker's success, which is running the ball a lot. Granted, we didn't have Nick Chubb in this game, but running a ton of play action and running a ton of bootlegs where Baker gets outside, he has limited height, and he can see the field and read it accurately. I find that Baker has a hard time getting it over the offensive line, and he's hesitant to throw the ball over the offensive line, especially when pressure is coming, um, to get it to those slants right across the middle of the field. But we haven't been rolling Baker out. He did it one time. There was one play today, this week, where he rolled out to the left, and he looked deep for the deep shot, and it wasn't there. And he it was after he had hurt his shoulder, and he just ran for like three or four yards, like down the left side. But it, I think it was the one. It was the one bootleg play of the of the game. And I completely agree with you that we have not done much of that. And it was it led to a lot of success last year. Whenever we whenever we did that, it was our identity. It was who we were. We ran the ball consistently, and it made play action work really well. And then Baker would throw deep shots down the field. Baker's accurate down the field, and long developing plays. I mean. Most of the time. Um, I'm laughing because you said he's accurate down the field and he threw a 70-yard bomb for a, like a Hail Mary at the end of the half in this game. Which is, and it was the last points that we scored in the whole freaking game. Yeah. I mean, we should have scored seven points in this game. This game, like, rightfully should have been 37-7, to seven, right? Well, but we also should have scored more because we went for it on fourth down four different times and we only converted it once. We got into the red zone on our second drive and we didn't convert it on fourth down. And then Odell Beckham Jr. dropped another fourth down pass. I think that was a good defensive play. It was in his hands. I mean, I would like him to have strong enough hands to hold on to that. Marcus turned. Marks turned against OPJ. I haven't... it, it came out in the game. Well, it's it, the most negative I've heard him speak about OPJ. I'm telling well, you. You're paying him. We are. We're paying him the most money on the team. He has to be able to make big-time plays in big-time moments. Miles Garrett does. If you're going to pay a wide receiver, we're paying our wide receivers so much money, and Odell Beckham is part of that problem. Um, if, if we're not going to get that level of production from him, get rid of him, and we'll roll with Donovan Peoples-Jones and Rashard Higgins. I'm fine with it. And let's get some more help in the secondary or something. 
because oh, it's just not for what we have. Odell Beckham Jr. isn't the answer, and he's not filling the need for the dollar value that he is right now to this team. I think Odell's playing well enough that he should have like ten catches a game. Like, oh, dude, he's so getting, open. Dude, like, he's whenever whenever open. Baker like throws to him, it's like, yeah. oh my gosh, why don't we do this more often? This yeah. is like. This looks so easy. Dude is like, wide open all the time. So there's there's been the big it debate. It was refreshing like, to watch that, honestly. Yeah. You can see a handful of targets yeah. go his way. There's recently been the big debate on, like, if Baker, like, the last couple of weeks, if Baker's trying to force Odell the ball, that's why the offense doesn't work. I, I disagree. I'm the complete opposite way. I need Baker to try to force Odell the ball more. Like, give Baker one read, and it's Odell. And just, here's, he's getting open just – Here's the thing. That's what we saw last year when we were miserable on offense at the beginning of the season was Baker forcing Odell the ball. That was the problem. Was it? It was. It was. Odell had so many targets and he did not have very many completions. Um, Because Baker wasn't just being Baker. He was thinking, I thought he was thinking about Odell too much and forcing it to him. I I don't necessarily have a problem with Odell. I just. I, I am not for two fourth down drops from the best hands in the league. Okay, two weeks I mean, in a row. He like, I don't think it's fair to lump those two plays together. I I know that they were in similar times in the game. That they were both on fourth downs. They were key plays, but like it was the drop of all drops last week against the Chargers, and it was like a really tough contested play this week and the defender made a caught, really even good even if he play. caught it he was probably going to be short no he was i think he would have had it okay. i think he was on the line i think he was fine if he, if he caught it it's a first down i was pretty certain but it's a tough catch i don't think you expect your receiver to make that play a majority of the time anyways i expect odell beckham jr to make it i would like him to there's no doubt the thing this game though it got out of hand so quick once we didn't convert that fourth down in the first quarter like they came down and scored, and then we turned the ball over a oh, bunch it, of times, and it, it was felt, twenty to zero. It felt like in the first quarter that we were going to lose this game, and there was no chance that we were going to win. Like, I didn't feel that way. I honestly didn't feel that way because I felt like we could control the ball and like continue to score. But like by the time the second turnover happened, as after we were already down seventeen to zero, it was like, oh well, okay, this is ridiculous. And those turnovers were because of Baker Mayfield not having any sort of internal clock and trying to do too much. The first one was terrible. Definitely him trying to do too much. And the second one was that interception that I don't even know what to say about it. Like it was a horrible throw. It wasn't one that you can chalk up to as like a miscommunication between him and the receiver. Like he just airmailed it like way the heck over Richard Higgins head. It was terrible. It was. And Higgins was open. Like, I don't even know what he was doing. Um, it was the worst throw by far of the day from Baker. I thought, like, at that point, I made a comment about we got bad Baker today, and we're, I, I just don't think there's any path back. I do think he actually righted the ship a little bit and looked decent the rest of the game. But, um, yeah. Mm. By the end of the day, Baker was 19 for 28, 234 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. That one touchdown. Fortunate. Yeah. Great. Really 230. Long, great. 60 rip. something of those yards was the the Hail Mary. Yeah. It's true. But That's funny. It was yards six, that he gets. 63 or 64 yards in the air, something like that. It was a good throw. It was the second longest recorded air yard 
completion in the last five years. Only Patrick Mahomes has one this long. That's what big. Yeah, that is good. Also, yeah. the Cardinals defended that so poorly. There was like three receivers down there and two, two defenders. But I'll take it. I'll take it. The amount of things in this game that were unfortunate were above normal by a lot. Like, and I, I feel like there has to be some regression to the mean for our luck. And maybe it was that 64 yard uh, air mail Hail Mary right before the half. That's what we got. But it was frustrating that that got us within like striking distance. We were down by and nine. And then we just crapped the bed from there. Well, but our like defense we even had a three a, and out right at the beginning we even of the half. Right, we made a stop there, and then the offense didn't do a thing. We took two sacks on that neck on that first possession on offense. We took two sacks on that next possession. It was just like we just weren't ready to go. It was terrible. It was bad. There was a lot in this game that was just like random regression sample size stuff. Kyler Murray fumbled four times and, and we recovered and, zero, and we didn't. Get a get a hand on the ball ever. He recovered every single one of them again. Uh, Baker fumbled twice, and we lost both of them. Like that six to zero differential is not sustainable, and it's just incredibly unlucky. Um, the injury luck obviously sucks. Um, the pass interference. Pass, some of the some of the freaking play calls or not play calls. Some of the penalty calls sucked and went against us at inopportune times um, the unsportsmanlike unnecessary roughness call <laughs> the unnecessary roughness of malik mcdowell pushed kyler murray's arm it's ridiculous it, it was ridiculous it's absolutely ridiculous it was just as ridiculous as the jackson roughing the passer i think in my opinion yeah no i agree with that those two were absolutely egregious to me and i was pretty frustrated with a couple of the Pass interference calls they called in the first half against yeah, Denzel. Yeah, no, Denzel well. got called for pass interference a couple times that I don't think was pass interference in the least. Um, and then our defense just didn't play well. No, like the defense, our our defensive tackles are not great at stopping the run. Malik McDowell specifically, I'd noticed a couple times missed his gap, like ran out of his gap, and we got gouged for it. And we don't have the linebackers to backfill that. Like that is, in my opinion, the weakness of our defense is is right, right the up gut. the center on in the run game, Again. because because yeah. we don't have the the experience and the bodies in there to do that, and it it ticks me the heck off that Andrew Billings just sucks ass. I would argue was, that was not even active for this game because he's just a liability because that's the role he's supposed to be filling. I think it's partially intentional that that's our weakness because as far as how many points an opposing team can score when they're running up the middle is much less than if they're attacking any other point of our defense. When we have a bunch of, like they can get first downs and they can drive the ball down the field, but. Yes, it's it's kind of like the Brandon Staley approach to, to defense, like the Chargers are playing, but it, it hurt us. It does. Here. Yeah, that Chase Edmonds run in the first quarter is what I'm thinking of in particular. It's like third and six, and they run a draw play, and he goes for like 20 yards. Yep, and that kills you. Yeah. That kills you. You you can't have that. No. Um, and then we continue to have issues in the secondary. 
Um, and it's not it's not scheme. It's not it's anything. execution. It's, it's execution. We continue to have and it's our safety play, which coming into the season, I think and, we felt pretty good about our safeties. And like Delpit was to blame for a play or two last week against the Chargers. This was Harrison. But this was Harrison in particular this week that was really horrendous. And really horrendous. On on the second touchdown to to Hopkins, it was Harrison who dove yeah. down and, and wasn't supposed to. And I mean that coach coaching staff and players have acknowledged that since. Um on the first touchdown to Hopkins, we just need to make the tackle. That was like, JOK over pursuit. Yeah, like the play call is fine. It worked. Yeah, no, it we was got great. the ball. He should out. have been tackled like at the seven yard line or yeah. whatever it was. And yeah. it should have been a field goal opportunity. That that is like almost a joke. Like when you rewatch that play, how many defenders the Browns had like in the vicinity for DeAndre Hopkins to take the exact right step like out of that break to like avoid all contact and make it in the end zone is absolutely laughable. Yeah. It's absurd. And like that's not going to happen all the time. But we we need to get our defensive coverages on the back end correct. But it's been a, it's been consistent that we've been blowing coverages in we've the been second coverages secondary. Consistently. And so, like, I don't blame Joe Woods for the scheme. Like a lot of people are like, "Oh, Joe Woods needs to be fired." No, like the scheme is fine. Maybe he's not coaching them well. <laughs> Maybe they don't know what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And but I don't know. Maybe they're also just un not disciplined with their eyes and they're not paying attention to their assignment. Um, that having guys run wide open when it's clearly a busted coverage, just, especially guys like Deandre Hopkins. Yeah. It's like, it's like when in doubt shade to covering Deandre Hopkins. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. Oh my gosh. The defense is what made me actually the most frustrated upon rewatch because it actually felt like I felt like Clowney and um, Garrett played a really good game. Clowney I felt, played well. I think that we contained Kyler within the pocket and did a really good job of like limiting his impact with his feet. Yeah, which I had, think has got to be a huge priority when you play a player like Kyler Murray. We just came out really poor in the first two drives defensively. We settled in near the near the end of the first half, and the some of the, the second half too. A, a huge part of that though too was some of those penalties we're talking about. Like some of those, like they were t- terribly timed penalties yeah. that just killed us. You know, we had stops and they called a big, long pass interference and it just crushed us. Or roughing the passer on <laughs> second and 17. Yeah. I mean, that was at the end and it was absolutely the nail in the coffin. We were a two score game and that should have been the end, nearing the end of the possession. Yeah, so to to bring this full circle, my biggest takeaway is the the expectation of play calling did not meet the quarterback execution in this game. There was just a, a disconnect there um, philosophically that crippled our offense and was problematic. And I think they're probably both to blame, but this – you can't win with terrible left tackles if you're going to hold on the ball. <laughs> like it's just, yeah. it's just a recipe for disaster. So somebody, somebody needs to inter- intervene and, and make a change. Because we might be playing on Thursday night with these same terrible tackles. Yeah. That's uh, what I want to get into. Um, so there was, on top of 
all of the devastation that was that game. There was the overlaying devastation that was all of the injuries that we sustained. So um, Odell um, had a shoulder injury, which had um, already existed, but he re-aggravated. Kareem Hunt obviously got hurt with a calf injury um, and is expected to miss a couple weeks. JOK got hurt at the very end of the game with an ankle injury. He's probably going to miss a couple of weeks. We're already missing both of our tackles, starting tackles. Nick Chubb's out. Might not play Thursday. The worst part about the tackles thing, in my opinion, because I there's a path for Conklin and Wills to be back on the field, is that Chris Hubbard's also out for the rest of the year. <laughs> like, we're paying good money for a backup tackle for this exact situation and, like, the worst possible luck to like have that guy out. And so we're trotting out our fourth and our fifth options at tackle. And there's not a team in the NFL that's going to be able to like hold it together decently with their fourth and their fifth tackle options out there. Like we were doing at cornerback against the Chargers. It's just towards the end of the game. It's just bad. We just got to get healthy. I'm like in half a mind to just just forfeit the Broncos game. Just like, just like get healthy. Just take like a, take a bye week. Get get to the next. Get to the main meat of the schedule. Because get it to the is, Steelers. Get to the division. Yeah, it is brutal right now. Like absolutely brutal. Yeah. So there, um, Baker's going to get a second consult on his shoulder. Another MRI. He seems to think that he can play through it. At least after the game, he said that. He does seem to think he can play through it whether or not Baker is of a sound mind and whether or not that would be wise for his uh, ability to move his shoulder long-term <laughs> remains to be seen. Um, but they neglected to say whether he would play on uh, Thursday night. Um, but we're going to go in battered and bruised in a game to see if we're going to be above 500 against the Broncos, um, which we should win. Um, need to win. Um, who else? What are what are the other injuries? Uh, Odell hurt his shoulder. Yeah, landed on his that. shoulder. Uh, he came back to play, so I would imagine that he'll be he'll be okay. Uh, Kareem Hunt going to end up probably on IR with that calf injury. JOK is out for, for a couple weeks. For I a mentioned. Number of weeks. Yeah. He, I would imagine he's going to end up on IR. Um, and that's that's brutal. That's that, brutal. It really hurts our defense for sure. Um, all of our secondary players came out came out okay. It was good to have Greedy back. Um, it was good to have Denzel. Um, I want Denzel to keep doing what he's doing. He's such a fun player. Even though those pass interferences got called, I don't think they were, and I don't want him to get discouraged. We need him to play as aggressively as he's playing um, and continue. Um, I... I mentioned earlier, I'm sad. I don't really want to talk about all these sad things about the Browns anymore. I'm ready to move on from this game, that's for sure. Yeah. It is, It like, Thursday night with all these injuries, though, like, we can't punt the game and just get everybody healthy like you suggested. It's, like, what, what it's going to be What is your approach to this game? I don't know. Like, it's a weird situation. That's kind of what I wanted to, like, bring up. I don't really know what the right way to view it is. Like, should... Like, it's I mean, such it's, a short week. You need to, like, maximize these three days, and everything's up in the air. It almost feels like you should just prep Case Keenum and well, just, what, like, go with ask. a Case like, Keenum, like, like, game plan. Should we just lean into that? I think so. I, I, 
not because I don't think Baker's like the long term answer or the answer for the rest of this year, but it gives you the be- it might give you the best chance to win this game whenever there's a variable like Baker where you don't know which way it's gonna fall. Yeah. Like you're losing ground by staying in the gray area. Just go ahead and do what Case Keenum can do well. Just pull and, off the band aid into it. And the the benefit there is Baker gets a week to get healthier. Yeah. You know? No, a good a good amount of time to get healthier, right? I mean, and we've got Ernest Johnson. It's going to be our our lead running back. I, I think you're going to have to see a lot of him. I imagine. Do we have John Kelly on the practice squad? Did he make it back to the practice yes, squad? But I imagine he'll but be here's activated. The thing. And brought I mean, up. Are we that confident that Nick Chubb's a no go for Thursday? I've seen reports that it's unlikely that he goes. Okay. I mean, obviously, it'd be great if Chubb could play. But yeah, uh, I would. I want Chubb to play if it was the plan all along for him to play this week. There is no part of me that wants to be like, oh, shoot, we have Kareem Hunt down and we lost that game. Like, we really need Nick Chubb to play. Um, we need our tackles back, man. Like, We need a lot back. Thinking about going into that game we with could potentially have, we Case Keenum, those back. running backs, no tackles, like how do we win that game? Ugh. Work work the tight ends. Work the tight ends. We should be able to run the football. And I'm I'm so frustrated at Hudson. I'm not frustrated when he gets like just beat. I'm frustrated when he doesn't know what he ha- needs to do. And there was a couple times in this game at right tackle where he just got beat around the edge because he didn't block the guy he was supposed to block. Yeah. And that is inexcusable to me. Yep. Yeah. I'm with you. Like you've You've been doing this for, for how many months? Like, you should know the play call. And if you don't know the play call, like, we need Wyatt Teller to tell him who he needs to block. Like, it's just absolutely bananas to me. I don't how think you Wyatt can... Teller's the person to tell him who he needs to block. I think Wyatt Teller's being, maybe, maybe told, not, maybe being not, told by J.C. Treader maybe, who he maybe needs Treader, to block. Maybe Treader tells Teller to tell Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the more likely situation. And that's fine. Go for it. I don't care how it happens. Wyatt Teller is the meathead on the offensive line. He's so so round and lovable. Not the brainiac um, of the line. That is for sure. But we we need... I mean, Hudson's going to be limited in what he can do. But we need him to at least know his assignment and make like a, a good faith effort. To, to make the block, and that's going to go a long way. I I was really disappointed in that aspect of our tackle play. Um, you got to just be able to run the ball. Like, we got to be able to line up, and maybe it's going big. Maybe it's going 13 personnel and just going heavy. Maybe it's bringing Michael Dunn in as an extra extra offensive lineman, go six. Is he healthy? I think so, yeah. And, and just – that's an asset right there, Michael Dunn. Just line it looks up, like a yeah. Just line up and pound them. We'll have we will have five guards and a center lined up essentially, and just road grade. Yeah, it might be the option. Um, and then and then run routes where you're doing max protect or or um, keeping other people in protection instead of running five man routes. The defense, is, the defense is going to have to Von play. Von Miller is going to like literally disembowel James Hudson and Case Keenum or Baker Mayfield in the process if you don't give him help. Yeah, the defense will have to come to play. 
and not have a bunch of ridiculous miscommunications. I mean, it's going to have to be led by the defense largely and a solid effort from the offense, which is just a tall order when you're kind of playing with a hand tied behind your back, essentially on a short week. It's just tough. Broncos, and the Broncos, Broncos aren't one of the short week too, and they've lost three in a row. And they're traveling, you know, traveling to Cleveland. To Cleveland. So I mean, this is a game we need to win. We really need to win it. And man, it it feels like a pretty significant swing game. I don't feel like it's not going to completely tank our season if we don't win it, but it makes it a heck of a lot harder to like finish we, in a decent spot. We need to win. You need to win. We need to stay above 500. We need to you you have to weather the storm. We can't lose 3 in a row. We're going to learn something about this team. Like what kind of tenacity do they have? Like do they are they going to come out and like make this thing happen? That people say all the time and I'm like I'm a skeptic to this like narrative to be honest, but they talk about how Jarvis Landry is the like heartbeat of this team. Is Jarvis Landry going to play in this game? Seems like he could. He could. All right. Like, it, I do kind of feel like the last couple, like this last game in particular, we were fairly heartless. Like, I didn't see a whole lot of, like, fire or guys, like, looking like they were digging deep hey, to try hey, to win a game. If if nothing else, Baker is not afraid to throw it to Jarvis in really tight windows and just, like, trust Jarvis to, like, make the catch. On so, those like, fourth down if, plays? If he just needs... If he just needs a place to dump the ball to a security to, to get blanket. it out quick, yeah. like I hope that Jarvis can be that because he, he seemingly doesn't have that right now, and he needs to get it out quick. It's terrible. So if we can have Jarvis out there running routes for two point eight yards, average depth of target, <laughs> I mean, maybe that's just what we need. It's probably. Oh man. Um. We we're gonna have to do we gotta do something. I mean That game's coming in three days. Good gracious. I know. I I'm barely physically recovered from that game. I can only imagine what the what the team feels like at this moment. And uh I guess the only good news is once we get through this game, uh we have ten days until the next Browns game and oh, yeah. kinda give us a chance to, to get a little healthier. All right. What else we got? I think we should wrap this thing up. It's making me sad talking about this football team right now. Making me sad again. Hopefully next time we're back, we're, we've got some happier news. Yeah. Good gracious. So. All right, everybody. Um, that's it for today. Uh, please follow us on the socials. We're at Sin of Our Fathers on Twitter, on Instagram. Send us an email if you want us to answer any of your questions. Sin of Our Fathers at gmail.com. We would love to respond either on the podcast or via email. Go cheer for those Browns. We got to pull out that W in a couple days. Um, We'll certainly be doing it here from Nashville, Tennessee, and we'll be uh, right back at you uh, with the podcast next week. Talk to you then. Go Browns. Thank you.